everyone. I think we're all very meaningful experiments, you know. Um, I think about the situation of not having power. You know, people that have not had power or had power taken away from them. I think about the women of my, you know, lineage that had no power, couldn't have bank accounts, you know. I think of the blacks that were brought over on the ships, you know, and sold. I think about, you know, Jews who were targeted and then, you know, killed. You know, intellectuals in Argentina who were suddenly targeted as enemy of the state and then dragged out of their homes and thrown out of airplanes. It's this notion of power, of someone um, forcing you to fit into a sort of outline, into a belief system. I mean, I think of the Spaniards in South America and how they slaughtered so many tribes in the name of some belief or ideology, namely Christianity. I think of all their crusades and all their wars in the name of their ideology, power. That's what's taken from you in trauma, is power. And it's done in the same way that, you know, someone targets someone else. You're inundated with fear. When you're small, you know, you're barely conscious, so you really are, you have no weapons really at all. You have no, no way to defend yourself. And you have to accept whatever shows up. And I suppose if you're an adult and it happens, you have more consciousness so you can choose or you can compensate in different ways. So for example, in you know, my ancestry women had no power, right, they could only be mothers and then, you know, if they were too ugly, well nobody wanted to marry them, so and they became spinsters and no one really worked. It was all, you know, competing, right? So women competed for their looks, competed for men, and then the way they got power is when they sort of brought in the money-making testosterone and then they sort of manipulate it, you know, with you know, all sorts of wiles and games and whatever. So when you don't have power, or if it's taken early on or taken away early on, and again, how do you take power? Well, if you've got guns and you can sh kill people, you can make people decide if they're going to live or die, you have power. You know, if somebody comes to your house with an, you know, a tank and AK-47s, you might just start believing what they want you to believe. There's so many ways of taking power, seductive, psychological, and in childhood, early on, trauma.
it's more difficult though as a child because you don't really have much choice and it really is like annexing a country that you just get annexed and taken over and you recreate the belief system in your system and you know you basically disappear and so there, therein lies a big challenge is you know if someone's set up shop you know in your system so for example I would say that everything I've ever done was in response to a predator who was a male so I literally had to think like a male, act like a male, take on all of his needs and wants and his own unfulfilled wishes and all his, you know, um, needs and or even his dysfunction, right? I had to build a self threaded into that whole person that had nothing to do with me. It just literally took me over, you know, like an oil spill, it just takes over a huge portion of the sea. And so imagine, and I think if you think of yourself as a child, is the immense conflict that's always raging between who you are, what you feel, and then having to, you know, build somebody else because that's what you're doing if you're in trauma and you're trying to satisfy or mitigate or so you're really building yourself as someone else if you're in trauma so that you don't get killed or get hurt or whatever and you take on that authority and that belief and the predator or the abuser is the authority so you're submissive to it, you have to create a, a mini version of it, but it's got nothing to do with you. You know, if it wasn't so horrendous, it might be an act of charity to sort of get somebody over the hump, but it's because of the horror of it, you know, I can't really see it as a charitable act, because a charitable act is done, um, you know, without obligation, it's done out of seeing and compassion and desire versus, you know, if you don't, you'll die. And so I think, you know, if most of the women I grew up with had no power and their sole access to any kind of livelihood was through a man, then I can imagine that a lot of the children that are born are, you know, women are, are accessories you know to these men which means that you know you're going to have to build in relationship to that if there's no trauma and there's a caring loving human being man or woman then they're going to you know make it safe for you and allow you to you know they're going to kind of create the soil for you to grow into your own being, whatever that being shows up as. But if there's trauma and threat and there's all sorts of unfinished business, then you will be used in as a sort of a battlefield for them, as, as kind of um, 
you know, the prophets of war, right? You will be annexed and used in their agenda to do whatever. It's not happening to anyone, but I'm just saying, if you're little and someone's towering over you, you know, you're not busy negotiating what your needs are. Right? And you're busy surviving and you're busy figuring out how not to die and, you know, to agree to whatever's being screamed at you or, you know, whatever um, cave of bats you've been pulled into. So the question is, how long are you going to live, you know, under threat? And even when they die and you're alive, if the, um, the power of that trauma is huge, you know, there's, there, there's an eternal threat. It's not the threat of them, it's the threat that's happening even when they're well gone. It's, it's instilled in your system. So, it creeps in everywhere. And so you're, I was thinking about this, if you're completely built, you know, in relationship to all their trauma, and, you know, they're screaming at you and they're judging you and they're not, you know, they're just always on you to conform. You know, one of the things that, you know, I was despised early on because I was always conforming. Well, you know, I was on the brink of death for my life. You know, I was being sent out to the abuse. So it wasn't just, oh, I'm conforming. It's like, I'm going to die if I don't do this, right? The threat of death is imminent. So I had to convert the threat of death into something logical and something that made sense. And so I had to make what the predator was doing into something that actually was in, for my benefit. It was an act of love. I mean, again, it was my magic wand, which is supreme, in trying to make hell work. So we all have ways of dealing with the imposition of power, right? And it's always trying to impose itself upon us, whether it's through the threat of livelihood, the threat of death, the threat of extinction, whatever. And it's happening at all levels, at all ages, in all different ways, in different countries. And it can be psychological, it can be physical, it can be outright, it can be seductive, you know, it can be secretive. But if there's trauma, there's a threat. There's a threat of your extinction. And it comes in, you know, either abandonment, neglect, physical abuse, sexual abuse, it's just. And I think we're living in a time now where 
you know, all this threat, you know, this authority, this, if you don't do, I will hurt you. You know, if you don't believe in this God, you know, we're going to die. You were born a sinner crap, you know, all this hierarchy of shit, basically. You know, these pedophiles, it's just... None of this shit can be trusted because none of it was really... Um, really for our, the, the benefit of each individual. You know, I w you, why would you impose your ideas on someone? You know, you may have the option of listening to an idea and deciding whether or not you want to participate. But to actually impose my version of the world on you is really hostage-taking in any form and every form, especially if I come to the door with a gun and say, believe or else. So, the, let's talk about the strength of it, like one talks about, you know, beverages and alcohol strength, right? If you're captured early on, then, you know, it's built into your body, you're a container of that information, you're a container of the threat, you're a container of the obedience, you're a container of the fear, and it, you literally breathe it, like it's in you build a whole being made out of obedience and the fear of death. And the refusal of your life, your true life, is quite absolute. It doesn't disappear, but it's pretty powerful. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a minor blip on the radar, right? It's a very it's a tiny, tiny blip on the radar if you've been really kind of taken over and you're threaded in and you're basically inhaled by the predator or because, you know, the proximity of the threat is so huge. You know, you're going to build very quickly, very powerfully, the mini version of it. And, you know, do all, whatever it takes to refuse the pain, the struggle, all the stuff that happens to you. So, when you finally, you know, start getting distance from it, cleaning it out, it really is, you know, you're cleaning out a whole human being that's not you, that's them. You're cleaning them out of your system. And again, there are many plant medicines, um, incredible plant medicines. I was hearing about Wachuma, you know, which is a very powerful medicine too. Uh, the toad medicine. I mean, there's just tons of different things to do. But these medicines that are able to work with you in another dimension and expand your consciousness. That's where you expand the consciousness and see for real what's going on. Um, are very powerful ways of, you know, basically storming the Bastille. And really, you can't really see how they made you. You can't because you're it. You're in the bowl. 
you're outside the bowl, you're in it. You so you you know you. It's like you know. Can I see my eyeball? I can't. You know, I'm looking out, but I can't see my eyeball. So when you do plant medicines, they give you the opportunity to move out of this tiny piece of consciousness into a bigger version of consciousness, an expansive consciousness. And you're able to see from a different perspective and outside of who you are, you know, how you've been owned, how you've been made, how you've been, you know, captured really. And you see what you've built and, you know, how you've built that out of you know, all the circumstances that made you build that thing. So it really is like hauling around somebody else. It's like, you know, they used you as a container for themselves. And in so doing, you know, refused everything of you to make that work. They needed, you know, extra men on the ground to win their battle their psychological battle. So if you've been deeply traumatized and, you know, used in relation to another person's dysfunction, you are carrying them. And you've been refused. It's extraordinarily narcissistic and extraordinarily selfish and all that stuff, by the way. So that too has its own compensatory feelings. So you're literally cleaning out another person. You're literally cleaning out something made in relationship to trauma. You're literally, you know, cleaning out this. It's like a, you know, it's like it's another human, another another soul, really, another energy. It's not yours. But remember, it's been built on your soil. You've agreed to it because, again, as they come in with AK-47s, and so you've kind of planted your roots in it, really. And that's why it's very quite difficult. I'm not saying very, but it is very difficult because what lies deep within it is fear. So in this unearthing, for me, I've had, you know, it's, it's in my body, right? So I can sit very still and get very deep into my sort of cells, right? You can do that once you've done a lot of plant medicines and integration and you keep, you know, kind of connecting to the plants. It's sitting inside your system. You've built a whole person of it. And, you know, when I was going to um, the jungle, I was going to really kick this thing out, right? I even said in one of the ceremonies, you've got to go now, you've got to leave. Like, I've been used enough, thank you very little. I'm not doing your bidding for you anymore. I'm not doing your... So it is a bit like Shang getting Shanghai, you know, where you're just picked up off the street and suddenly you're on a boat to, like, South America. You're rowing. So 
everything is in the macro and the micro level. So, you know, power is, you know, we annex countries, we annex people, we kill people in order to annex that, you know, their country. It's, it's kind of insane, really. It's really nuts. Um, and in the same way, I'm saying, I suppose it's not that, you know, different to being annexed as a child, being traumatized, being stampeded, being used, being left, you know, subservient to, you know, some, some sort of overwhelming force. It's like the hundred foot wave, right? Are you going to fight for what you're supposed to become or are you just going to be to submit? You're going to submit. If you're a child, you're going to submit. As an adult, you're going to submit. If they come in, I mean, the stories of the, you know, the Nazis with the Jews, the stories of, you know, the military in Argentina and Stalin. And I mean, just, it's just, I'm going to come in and take you and you're going to agree and believe. And if you don't, I'll kill you. The notion that I'm going to impose my ideology on you and make you into a cardboard cutout of what my belief is is insane. And even with the church, the same shit. It's like, I'm going to kill people in the name of my belief. But I have commandments to say, Thou shalt not kill. So, all these contradictions. And the one thing about when you do plant medicines, and you really understand how you've been built, is you understand the contradiction of being human. You know, you get to experience the dark and the light. You get to see who what being human really means. Being authentically human. And people can cover up the stories and make pretty stories around everything. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, am I going to impose my belief on you? And in this journey, it's really about taking away everybody's beliefs from yourself. Everything that has invaded, everything that has... shanghai you into believing them. There's nothing to believe at the end of the day. You're asking me to take a leap of faith because you believe something and I'm, you know, that there was some kind of virgin birth. I mean, I don't know. I'm supposed to believe it if I'm going to go to heaven or some crazy shit. Well, the Scientology stuff or like aliens, I don't know. And then someone's going to organize you so that you agree and you believe, and if you don't, you get punished. And, oh my God, it's horrific. So in the same way it happens if there's abuse early on, and again, it's a deeper stamping. It's a much more powerful version of the same thing because, you know, now you're tiny and you have no power and you know, you're barely conscious. Uh, so this clutter, this code, this sculpted, pretzeled thing, 
requires just so much removal. And even the removal of the constant barrage of media, everybody's trying to gain your attention. Everybody's vying for your energy. I'm going to make your life happier if you just give me your money. <laughs> so, power, abuse, fear. Fear will keep you believing anything. How do they send the message in the cartels in Mexico? Well, I'm just going to decapitate a few people and put them on the street. Now you're going to do what I tell you. Right. It's a great Zen story of the samurai warrior and the guy is sitting there meditating and he comes in and he says to him, you know, the, the samurai warrior, you know, what is happening in hell and, the, you know, the, the uh, sorry, the, the the Buddhist monk, and the Buddhist monk just carries on sitting, you know, meditating. And he's completely, like, irreverent to the warrior. And the warrior says again, like, you know, he pulls out his sword, like, tell me what happened. He said, that is hell. The hell is you having to insist that you are right, that your beliefs carry some validity. The imposition of one belief on another. So, I think the thing is to forget all your strategies for obedience or somebody else's authority or, you know, to question everything and believe nothing. You know, believe only what's really true to you. Is it real to you? What is the condition that you're under? What is, you know? And seek to know, really. Seek to know who you are. Not the 10,000 beliefs that you've been pumped with. It's like, a, you know, pumping a donut with 10,000 different, ta you know, flavors. What is the truth of you? And to do that, you know, you have to, again, get out of your own Houdini closet with 10,000 tangled wires, which you're tangled up in, which are everybody else's beliefs, which is all your survival mechanism, which is all of, you know, the stuff that you think protects you, you know, if I just wear this outfit if I just belong to that place, if I don't, you know, if I just become what the masses want me to become, if I believe what they believe. It's just another human being trying to survive, right? In a desperate act to own your power, a piece of you. So, if you've been traumatized early on and you 
you've built this whole human being that's basically littered with the predator because it has to be if you're surviving them and all its beliefs you know a lot of these spiritual teachers talk about you know just who are you and what are you beyond all your identities and all your fears and all that stuff it's pretty much it right like You know, who are you for real when you're not scared, when you're not fulfilling an ideal, when you're not, you know, answering the commands of terror and a predator? But again, you, the, the, you know, the real rub is you don't even know you're owned if you've been deeply wounded until you can get out of the paradigm in which it happened. And that happens with plant medicines. You know, mine was ayahuasca. Everybody has a different, you know, different versions of their different ways of doing it or meditation. But, you know, Einstein said you have to leave the paradigm to see what's going on. And I think that's it with this. You have to leave your version of you. And it's very difficult because it's been kind of very powerfully wired together and it's glued together with fears and versions. And But literally, if it's been traumatized, it's a sort of takeover. It's a hostile takeover. It's a Shanghaiing. And I never really understood this. They would say, oh, but it's not you, right? You won't know until it's not you if you're deeply traumatized, unless you, do, you, know, you leave this dimension and go into another, you know, with plant medicine. You can't see it. You can't. It's like chasing your tail. You don't know you have eyes. If I didn't have a mirror, I didn't, would know I had eyes. Can't see them. So it's, it's a sort of smoke and mirrors thing, right? It's really, and I think people know what they, they, they know what they're doing, you know, if you're traumatized. So it really is like leaving a whole country it's really like leaving this crazy land. It's like leaving the monster island. It's like you get to leave when you realize you're in on an island with monsters. You don't know that you're on an island with monsters when you're traumatized. You know, you think you've had to build all these conversations because there's something wrong with you. That's what monsters make you feel. That's what trauma makes you feel. That it's not them that are fucked up. It's not them that are fucked up and taking out to be abused or they physically hurt you or they're abandoned. It's, no, it's not them, it's you. There's something wrong with you and therefore you're compensating for their horrific reflection and making all this effort to become something to compensate for them. You don't have to compensate for you. You're already perfect as you are. They've just, you know, thrown themselves into your lake, so to speak. They've poisoned your divinity with their shit. So the cleanup is not you. The cleanup is to unload them. You're already perfectly wonderful. You're perfectly divine. You've got to clean up, you know, the lake that they invaded with their shit. And it is like poisoning, you know, dropping a, an oil tanker in, in your magnificent blue ocean. 
You don't have a choice when you're little. You don't have choices. You don't negotiate. You accept. And then, you know, once you can get as far away from as far away as possible, or once you begin to let yourself know what really happened, then you begin to clean it out. You can clean it out because you know it's not you. That's the thing to know in this journey is it's not you. It's none of it's you. Never was. Never will be Ahmed. All these beliefs, all these crazy beliefs, these ridiculous kind of like beliefs. How do you know they're true? You don't. Why should I live according to them? I don't have to. And who am I without any of them? That's really the big thing, right? Once you've cleaned them all out, right, who, who are you then? What's really true and authentic? If I'm not trying to, if I'm a woman, I'm, trying, I'm a girl, I'm trying to be this, you know, fulfill this guy's agenda, that means I need to be a guy, I'm not a guy. Or the other, you know, vice versa, if you were overwhelmed by a woman, like, why are you taking on their issues? It's not your issues. But they've, you know, you've, you've made it their, your, your issues because you've been invaded, you know, you've been taken over. And then, of course, as a child, it's your guilt and, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you, if you didn't have any of that, right, let them resolve whatever they have to. It's not your issue, right? So who are you when you're not spending hours trying to become what you're not to fulfill crazy people who are, you know, it's their dysfunction, it's not yours. Why should you carry it around? Why should you hemorrhage your whole life? You know, sorting out their agenda. Again, it's for each of us to, you know, blossom into who we are. So, this isn't like a weird thing. It's like it's all about, I mean, it's everywhere you look, people are trying to take over, right? Everywhere you look, everybody's trying to ram some belief down your throat. Everywhere you look, there's some, your, you know, potentially energy that can be planted by somebody else's thing, some version or belief. And, you know, the premise is fear. So, you know, on that very simple basis, you can really look at what the authenticity of you is. Or at least, you know, get into your own oil spill and question everything. Because none of it's you. If it's trauma, none of it's you. Trauma is I showed up and there were no skies, no f soil, no flowers. I showed up to a parched landscape. I showed up with everything ready to go. Right? We all show up with everything. It's the arrival that determines whether you blossom or not. It's the arrival that determines whether you're drowned or not. Whether you're able to fully blossom into everything that you are. It's very simple, it's not that complicated, but it's very complicated and very distant and very unknowable if you're sitting in a, in a toxic waste dump that you think is the world. 
so you have to kind of rummage through all of it. And it's uncomfortable. But the more you rummage, the more you clear. The more you um, unplug, the freer you are. And the thing is to be free of all of all this, everybody's belief systems. They're always changing anyway, who cares? And to really be rooted in your own truth, whatever that is, once you've cleaned everything out. And it will seem foreign because you've never actually used it or known it or had it reflected, all right? So that in itself is its own, has its own stuff. But at the end of the day, it needs to be your authentic experience, not coming from fear, not coming from anything but the source of your own true nature. That's what it seems like to me. But then it's only my experience, my little tiny version of a little grain of sand in this huge, vast universe. Bye.